0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chronicles of Mister. Today's podcast is part two of a conversation I had with Jonah Craggett, a teacher who I had the honor of working with at a charter school in New Haven, Connecticut. We pick up our conversation where we discuss a wonderful quote by Maya Angelou in regards to love liberates and how that was a mantra for both of us as black teachers for our kiddos. Once again, welcome to the Chronicles of Mister, and thank you for listening.
1: And so. Okay. I think about uh, Maya Angelou. She said this um, in a master class. She said, love liberates and sometimes you need permission, right? And I think about liberation and permission where the relationship to black male leadership with these kids is oftentimes authoritarian when it comes to school, right? If they do see a black man, because I think you and I were the only black male teachers on on the floor, Mm -hmm. on the entire floor. Right. And then they had a black male principal. So they're used to, you know, a big black guy or a para being some authority figure that the school hires when the white teachers, quote unquote, can't handle them. But to see black men in their space, um, be gentle with them and be communicative with them and not take the, the, the roughness that they have already at their ages adopted to survive right just in the social circle of middle school but also you know being being black in, in, in an urban setting to see softness um and to see softness that is not ridiculed right and to see grace and to see patience right like it makes me not think religious but it makes me think of the way that jesus will walk up in a room full of the toughest folks and be able to just be like okay but and then folks are looking at like, uh, oh, all right. So that li- that love liberating, being able to say, whether or not you're at your best or at your worst or somewhere in the middle, or maybe you don't know where you're at, I'm still going to respect you and acknowledge your personhood. And not only that, I'm still gonna teach you and show you that you're worthy of being taught, right? Yeah. Um, there was the, the systems of even rewards, right? Where it's funny where I think about how there was one conversation where a teacher walked by, she said to a student, um, she was like, why do you listen to Mr. Cragg and Mr. Pierre, but you don't listen to me? Um, and he said right to her face, he was like, I respect them. <laughs> um, and it was unfortunate because, you know, we we want just, you know, you respect your elders and you respect the authority figures, but it made me think about what are the, the things that we're giving these kids that make it so they go, this is what's worthy of respect, right? Um, and oftentimes, even if it's unintentional, white authority figures, white people in education, they think that their presence, just being a, a yeah. teacher in these poor urban schools yeah. for these poor, uneducated wow. black kids, mm-hmm. that they they herald themselves as heroes, even subconsciously, to the point where they take it as a personal slight when the kids don't have an immediate gratitude to them, mm-hmm. right? Meanwhile, we come and like, "Yo, what's up?" Right? And we we would have this, uh, I think, this relation. We had this relationship with with our students where it was, "Hey, I'm giving you respect, and I'm making this a norm, and I'm not expecting anything from you," right? And then. To fill that vacuum of, wait, they don't want anything back. Um, they would first try to fill it with, well, what can I do out of this? And when they saw we were also about our business, right? They said, well, I, I guess I should put respect here then. I guess I should put acknowledgement here. If I can't play them, right? If, if they're they're giving me love, respect, and patience and asking for nothing in return. And there's a space now. And I want to be, I have to be, recipro- uh, I have, have to have some reciprocity. I might as well put respect there because they're not expecting any less
0: um, that, i think that was yeah. that that right there was it that was the, the the sauce of it all of like to come in i'm the new newest person to to highville like you just see this black guy coming into your 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 english class before he got switched or your your social studies class before he got switched I would see you with the the teacher's aide, or um, I don't, I forget what her title was, but she was teaching math, and I'm like, I'm just here to watch to see what you are, ask you, see what you're doing, ask you some questions, and then tell them like, hey, this is what's going to happen in the coming weeks. Um, are you cool with that? Pull a couple like t- and talk to them. <laughs> I, I know it yeah. sounds simple, but talk to them and kids are people. For real. And like, (laughs) listen to them and respond to what is being said. And then ask follow up questions like, am I understanding this correctly? Like, when this happens, this happens, or when you hear this, how does that make you feel? Okay, I want you to know this is how I feel when such and such is said to me so that you don't do such and such. And then I also will know, hey, don't do such and such. And then you hold me to it. And I hold you to it. (laughs) And like, Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah,
1: I knew that. I knew that we had created spaces that were successful when we got. I don't know if you remember this, like around. So we started in the like last section of the school year, but there was like a halfway point between when you started and we started the you know isolated sixth grade mm-hmm. and when the school year ended, where we we could go to the printer, the copy room, and leave our kids, kids alone. alone. Yeah, and leave you home. know we would of course let each other know like we're stepping up, but like we didn't have to. Like worry that we're gonna come back to the room on fire, you know, like the like the uh, the scene from uh, Community where, <laughs> right? where he comes back and everything's on fire. And he has, he's yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I, I remember there was a, a point where too, uh, I had one student who they had a particularly hard time. They were uh, definitely um, on the spectrum, um, and they just would whenever the, they would have a an altercation with another student and it just, it got taken to another level, you know, crying and the, and I remember just, it could have escalated to something so bad. And I remember I walked to the printer and I came back and the kids were embracing the student. And I was like, what, what happened? What's going on? They were like, don't worry about it, Mr. C. Like he got into an argument or someone said something to him and he got upset, but we took care of it. And I'm like, "Well." Ah, oh, no, man, I'm curious. You took care of it, and they're like, "No, don't even worry about it, Mister C. We're good, Like There was one student who was hugging them, another student who was like patting the back of the one who, I guess, the words were exchanged to. And this all happened like in the span of I want to not even say a whole minute because I just went to the copy room, which is across from from my
0: room, yeah.
1: and I was like, "Huh, okay." And I trust them enough to leave that. Back. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, after class is everything. All right, and both kids have forgotten about it right? But I think that this idea that as a, as a teacher, right, you have to vie for every bit of control. And then to associate Black malehood with that kind of rigid, not unfeeling um, authority is detrimental. So yeah. I... I I can I can die today knowing that the sixth grade experience uh, of those kids was something that I'm proud of um, and that they can they can look back to I think about even as an adult. Um, I still remember meaningful teachers um, meaningful black teachers as well and I can look back and be grateful for what they've taught what they taught me and how they've conducted learning environments that that have shaped me
0: that is so well said you you mentioned um Maya Angelou earlier and I remember a quote of hers of saying like I may not always remember what you said to me but I'll remember how you made me feel Mm. and for those group of kiddos that is something I I needed after leaving the the school I was at before who made me feel as if like my wanting to have boundaries my wanting to take care of my mental health my wanting to take care of my family um, and not give every single drop ounce of blood to the school was Uh like that was okay and to have them and to to be me to take those pictures of the kiddos in class make those videos with them have certain kids like Mister, can you record this beat? And then we can go to the studio and like rap over it. And I was like, whatever y'all need from me, I will do it to you. <laughs> Let's do it. If you if you want to take part of your breakfast in the morning, you want to come to the room and with your pencils lay down this beat and then have, uh, I'm blanking out on his name, but he would, yeah, just have like these 16 minute flows. I'm like, this is too many bars, my dude. Like no one, was <laughs> like, I don't care, mister. I just got to get it out. i was just like, all right, you do you. Here's my yeah. here's my microphone. Here's the computer. Hit voice record and go at it. Got a song inside of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as soon as we're done talking, I'm sure I'll remember his name. But um, oh, maybe I'll insert it post-production. But um, yeah, just it was it was needed to have those group of kids. It was also needed to work with another black man because prior to that, all the other black men that I had taught with were like the resource officer, the behavior management the PE teacher, there wasn't another black man teaching a core um, ELA math science or history that I had worked with. It, it, I had one when I was actually two when I was down in Georgia, but having crossed uh, into Connecticut, you, you were the first. And to see another black man and to, for us to have those conversations like, hey, my kiddos have been really killing it you want to go to extra resource at the end of the day and be like, yeah, my kids are killing it too. Let's go. And yeah. for kids to know like, oh, we can do this. This is, I was like, yeah, y'all, you did right. everything that you needed to do. You've done everything that I've asked of you. And then some. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. Have the last 15, 20 minutes of class. Uh, yeah. Let's just go out to the yard, shoot some hoops. If you want to run right. back and forth, or if you were like the girls just wanted to sit down and talk and some of the right. boys too, just sit down get and get some talk.
1: sunshine.
0: Yeah. That was fine too. And I was like, Wow, this is this is different. This is nice. This also shows me, if this were a predominantly white school, this wouldn't have been a second thought. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we would have the liberty, we would have the freedom to do whatever was needed for our kids, because that's what is, a t- that's what a teacher is supposed to do. Can we talk about that though for a bit? Like, can can
1: Let's we st- put a pin in this? Because like I think about, I remember, and it's unfortunate because this was a, a another black this is the, the, the one of the black principal well, the black principal well, of the three who they'd said like in uh defense of the silent hallway silent lunch right just don't speak unless spoken to well this is prepping them for the real world and i just remember thinking like no yeah. what we don't even do that and okay. our you know our PDs. so to have where uh uh atmosphere of empathy, to have an atmosphere of empathy and grace to show like, oh, okay, no, this is reflecting what the real world is, right? To to, to dignify their experience as students, right? To say that, no, this isn't transactional, right? And then, yeah, we, like state your case. If there's something you wanna defend, if it, whether it be an answer on a test or, you know, why you don't wanna sit next to somebody that day, right? You, you can say that and we can have a dialogue, right? and not, it's not being dismissive when I think about how, you know, just nurturing the fact that they were humans, right? And even down to, let's get you some sunlight today, Mm -hmm. right? Let's, let's let you be at play or at rest, right? And for that to increase their test scores and complete 180 the behavior, Mm -hmm. the point where administration was like, what did they do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were thinking like, and the thing is, it's not that we're magical Negroes, nope, right? No, we are not. It's just that
0: <laughs> we are not. Right, we're not
1: magical <laughs> Negroes, nope. but Negroes who got some magic right there. It's we ensure that we looked at our students as people first, right, and like with empathy. And that's something that I don't think that was on the drawing board, right? They wanted, I, I have no doubt in my mind that the cohort that they've established and saying, let's get two black guys because it looks good was maybe it'd be a fix. They didn't know how. And I, what I'm grateful for is that we got a Mr. Pierre, right? That it wasn't just somebody who's gonna come and scare them or just be the, the bigger intimidating person to to set the kids right, right? Like when we think about male influence, you know, the the, the, the fruit of that, I think it speaks for itself, right? Uh, and I, I'm sure that, you know, if, if we were able to, you know, go on you know, more than the time that we did, you know, there would be so much more, uh, I think, uh, opportunity to to encourage others to adopt that methodology.
0: Had a great educator say like, hey, I'm here for a good time. It may not be a long time. And that just happened to be (laughs) the case that I want to, I am now at a space and at a place where I want to make sure that the kiddos that I am in front of know that I see them, they see that I see them, they Feel that I see them, validate them as you mentioned at the at the top of the podcast, and that they are like, oh, this is what it feels like. So that when I'm no longer in front of them, they're like, no, 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 no. I I I've felt and experience what a teacher who sees me, loves me, tells me that loves may love me, but more importantly, behaves as such, and I'm able to learn. So when I don't get it, I'm able to then speak up. And, I, and I've gotten the practice to be able to speak up for myself and truly advocate for myself um, in all the ways that kiddo, the kiddo's like, yeah, advocate for yourself, advocate for yourself. They do. But if you don't listen, what good <laughs> is right. advocating for yourself if, if what you're saying is falling on deaf ears? And yeah. similarly for teachers, if if we were like, look- Our kiddos, beginning of the year and at the middle of the year on NWEA, were scoring here. And within the last trimester, we were able to take them there, way over there. Why would you not say, yeah, let's keep this going?
1: Yeah. And I think it comes down to, uh, this is unfortunate when it comes to Black male educators, right? The integrity of the work, Mm -hmm. right? Where being able to say, okay, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right? And you made that choice where you have to choose you. And, and I'm, I'm in search of, of joy everywhere that I go now. And I'm just now, right, um, at 30, saying to myself, you know, it's okay to leave a space that doesn't align with, you know, where I, I see myself at that time, right? That doesn't align with the, the, the values or doesn't feel dignified right? So unfortunately, we have such a a great, uh, you know, collective of Black males who want to educate and educate in the way that, you know, that we've adopted, or maybe even in different ways that are really helpful to students, but the atmospheres, the institutions at large, rather, don't uh, uh, support, don't don't nurture, um, don't allow rest for these Black male educators. And I think that's part of the, the reason why you see such a, a large disparity, right? Um, and the, the places that do have it right that say, hey, you, you know, this is good. What happens is they stay there, right? They don't they don't go out. Um, so I, I don't know. I know that growing up, I had one Black man teacher, uh, one Black male teacher, um, and then in undergrad, I had two black male teachers, one African, one African American, and in uh, graduate school, only one black professor at all. Um, it was a woman's
0: part of this podcast and the the genesis of it was I have usually been the only one in the room, and whenever there's been another black man or person of color in the room i've looked to them done the head nod of like it's good to see you um welcome <laughs> i'm happy that you're here and then knowing that we are still in the middle of a pandemic like that number the number of black men has gone down is like dang it like we we need more because our kids our kids need more and not just by our kids i'm not even just saying only black and brown kiddos all kiddos need to have a black man as a, as a, as a teacher, as an educator in front of them at some point in their, their lives, because they, they need to know what that, what that's about. Because I'm, what I am experiencing now is is just that of having to be the only black man again, as the educator on the particular campus that I'm at. And so I'm, I'm wrestling with like, is my school really about validating me as a teacher and also seeing the worth to bring others in, um, and to keep the ones that they have? So uh, I'm, I'm I'm just like you, uh, Mr. Craggett. About like I'm all about the joy, and uh, that that
1: redefining yeah. uh, black male ship and what it means too. That's not just for you know us and, and, and for the kids as well, right? Yeah. So, this idea of what a black male is supposed to look like, what a black man is supposed to sound like, mm. what a black man is supposed to know, what he's supposed yeah. to be, you know, specialized in, what he's supposed to, what makes him cool, right? Yeah. I, I really love that. Um, we were unapologetic nerds to the kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they gave them permission to nerd out. Yeah, right. Be blurred, man.
0: Be blurred.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to, you know, have those interests and in, you know, whether whether it be, you know, my my kids are they were so inquisitive because they just saying, what about this? Do you know about this? What about this? What are you thinking? If, if I could pull from a, my, my, my trunk of useless information, it was no longer useless because I could <laughs> tell it to six graders. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like to, to be able to bring in the different types of cameras to have kiddos see, not just a DSLR, but like the old school crank, Film type camera, or instant yeah. one time, one hour process. Like he was like, "What is this?" Or to bring, I didn't know I was that old. But when I brought in my case of CDs, and they were like, <laughs> "Mister, what is?" It? I was like, "Y'all don't even know CDs? <laughs> Am I that old?" This is not that even. A ain't no way! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And then to play like Barb Marley, and they're like, "Oh, I know this song. I know this song. My grandma plays this all the time." And I'm just oh. like, "That's where I'm at now." I'm like, grandpa status, all right. Just added a gray hair. (laughs) (laughs) So be it. But yeah, to just be unapologetically me and every facet of me to present that to the kids and for the kids to be like, oh, okay, that's cool. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. Nothing's off topic. And then to have those conversations, those courageous conversations with certain parents. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Chronicles of Mister. Part three of my conversation with Jonah Craggett will be dropping later this week. Once again, I appreciate you, appreciate the comments, appreciate any of the voice messages that you've been leaving, as well as the emails in regards to this podcast. Appreciate the support and you being able to leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. Appreciate you and looking forward to the next episode of the Chronicles of Mister later this week.